0: Hi, and welcome back to Mingus on Tech. I'm Ken Mingus, executive editor at Computer World. I'm here today with Android blogger JR Rafael. We're going to be talking about Google Fi, what's coming this year, and what's new. Stick around. So JR, thanks for being here. I appreciate it from your undisclosed location, somewhere in the Midwest. Uh, somewhere, what, somewhere Someone knows. Somewhere. Not even me. No, yep. exactly. Well, that's good. You got to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. um, what caught my eye was there were a couple of announcements just in the wake of CES um, in the last few days from Google about Google Fi, which, as I know you know, used to be called Project Fi. And uh, I guess what they're doing is rolling out some rich communication services and a little bit better 4G international coverage. And so I thought it'd be a, a great time to talk to you for a couple of minutes, a few minutes, about uh, basically what is Google Fi? What What do we think Google's trying to do here? You know, how does it work? Uh, and why might I, even with an iPhone, be interested in finding out a little bit more? So uh, so what is Google Fi? <laughs> Well, so
1: technically it's something called an MVNO, which is a fancy acronym for a mobile uh, virtual network operator. And all that means is that, you know, AT&T has its own wires, its own network. Uh, Verizon has its own network. Google Fi is not its own individual network, it's just a carrier, It's kind of like we see like Mint Mobile or any of these other ones, they're the same deal. So they're piggybacking off of the existing infrastructure that Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and Sprint, the big players have, and using it to give you a different kind of service. And, and Fi is pretty different. I mean, what it does is it uses more than one. So it actually uh, hops you between T-Mobile, Sprint, and US Cellular in the United States. And wherever you are, it just automatically seeks out the best signal on any of those. And you don't even know. I mean, you could be driving from state to state and you might hop from T-Mobile to Sprint and then Sprint to U.S. Cellular and back. Your phone just always works. I mean, as long as one of those networks is, uh, you know, providing decent coverage wherever you are. And uh, it just keeps you connected. It also brings in Wi-Fi in an an unusual way. It connects you to public Wi-Fi networks uh, that are verified to have high speed Decent reliable connections wherever you are. So if you go into like say a mall or a Starbucks or somewhere like that that has an open Wi-Fi network, Fi will connect you to that. It'll turn on a VPN, a virtual private network, which just means it, it adds an extra layer of encryption and privacy so that no one can snoop on what you're doing and uh, it uses that instead of mobile data, so it, it saves you from having to churn through mobile data, which you pay for whenever it can. It's a pretty unusual setup, and it, for the right kind of user, it can it can add some bit, uh, value to the equation and, and save some money too.
0: Well, I was you know I was looking at the FAQ you did uh, I think back in December. And it's interesting because, you know, you, you think of this as like, you know, Google doesn't have its own network. It's, as you say, piggybacking. So it's almost like a reseller. You know, it, it's um, depending on the infrastructure that's already out there. And I was trying to figure out, you know, why would Google want to do this? And I'm assuming it's because they're trying to get their fingers into as many parts of the, the mobile ecosystem as they can, from devices to software to now network. And so, you know, I guess the idea here is that if you want to get some sort of more pure Google experience or some way of saving some money from, uh, uh, by moving off a traditional carrier, this is another option. Is, 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 is price or coverage, what, what would be sort of one of the defining, one or two defining things that would p- perhaps pull customers away from a traditional carrier?
1: I think I think price and coverage are big ones. Um, as far as Google's motivation, it, you know, it's anyone's guess. But I, yeah. to, f- f- as far as I can see, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, Google is always looking to do anything it can to encourage people to use Google services more often. And you know, let's face it, most people hate their mobile carrier. It's always you always feel like you're getting ripped off. There are all these sneaky fees that are getting tacked on, and it's usually just a kind of unpleasant experience. So if Google can find a way to make that easier and give you a way to stay online more often, thereby using more Google services. It's, it's only gonna help. Um, and you know, with Phi specifically, one of the benefits is that it makes it really easy to use your data in any way you want. So you can, Uh, set up your device to be a hotspot. There's no extra fee for that. And you can get your laptop online. You can even order a data-only SIM, like an extra little SIM card that you could put into an old phone or a tablet or a laptop that has a SIM card slot and have that online without paying an extra fee, which almost no other carrier does. Usually there's like a monthly surcharge just for that privilege. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think for most people it comes down to money. Uh, So Fi at its core charges you twenty bucks a month, which is like for the base service. That's just you know, a flat for being fee. To,
0: Everybody pays the twenty bucks a month. Okay, right,
1: right. That just lets you make calls, get texts, just the basic service. And then on top of that, you pay ten dollars per every gigabyte you use in any given month, and it's broken down, I think, to like the third decimal. So you really only pay for what you use, and and that's where. Fi works best for people who use like a small to moderate amount of data. You know, if you're burning through 30 gigabytes of mobile data in a month, it's probably not going to economically add up for you. But if you use, you know, a few gigabytes per month, uh, it it can end up saving quite a bit. I mean, you could have a phone bill that's easily like 30 bucks a month for a single person. Um, And then it, it has some other little things in there, some little asterisks. So like it tops out at six gigabytes. If you use more than six gigabytes in any month, uh, you won't pay any more. You could do seven, eight, nine, all the way up to 15. At 15 gigabytes, it'll start slowing down your data. And if you wanna go back to normal data speeds, you have to start paying again. But again, for most people, you're not gonna go over that. And Fi works pretty hard to help you from doing that with the whole Wi-Fi use thing. I mean, if you're in office buildings, if you're in restaurants, public facilities, there are a lot of places you can connect to Wi-Fi nowadays, and Fi does that for you. So you really end up using not a whole lot of mobile data. And then it just, it doesn't tack on any extra fees. Like we were talking about the hotspot thing. Mm -hmm. If you uh, travel internationally, you just pay that same $10 per gigabyte rate. So you are paying quite literally just that $20 per month plus 10 per gigabyte. And then a really small number of just the the mandated government surcharges and fees, which which don't add up much to it. I mean, I, I have a, Group plan, a family plan nowadays. When I was just doing it individually, there were months where I had thirty-some odd dollar a month bills, which is pretty unheard of for you know right. a cell phone bill.
0: Yeah, wow, boy, I would love to get back to thirty dollars a month. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You know, we were talking earlier because obviously one of the things that 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 we would care about would be like uh you know enterprise users business users who are traveling going overseas and it's seamless you don't have to add on any special package uh, you know we were talking uh, uh i was in spain this summer to get the same kind of coverage that i have in the u.s in spain i had to you know ping at&t and add 10 bucks a day more and you know you, th- those fees do start to add up although they're not as bad as they used to be um but if you're on google Fi, basically if you're in the u.s and you travel somewhere you don't have to do anything extra right
1: Yeah, it just works. And and there are some limitations, but it's a pretty substantial list of countries. Anywhere where most people are going to be going, you know, all all the I'd say frequent destination countries, I I think it's a hundred some odd that they have covered now are are in the list. And so, yeah, you just basically your your texting works at no extra fee uh and any data you use mobile data you use you just pay that same ten dollar per gigabyte rate uh you do have to pay a little more for voice calls it's still it's, it's relatively reasonable but that that fee does go up a little but you can make calls using your number over wi-fi or over mobile data basically as long as you data which is i think what most people are using overseas uh, you, you're going to pay the same rate um and on an enterprise business level too i the the VPN thing is a pretty valuable added bit of uh, of, of protection. Uh, we mentioned a minute ago how when it's connect when Fi is connecting you to a public Wi-Fi network, it'll automatically give you a VPN. But just recently, late last year, fall winter last year, um, they also rolled out the ability to have that just always on, so you can go into the Fi app on your phone, flip a setting, and it will just have an always on VPN which means your, everything you send and receive on your phone is encrypted. Nobody can see it, snoop on it. Typically, you'd have to have, if your company doesn't already provide that, you'd have to seek out a third-party service to do it. Those can be really dicey to find one that's, that's good and reliable. They certainly charge you a monthly fee for that. And you just never quite know what you're getting. Evaluating a VPN is a really tricky thing to do. So getting one built in, no extra charge from Google itself is a a nice bit of added assurance for anybody who's, you know, looking to be privacy minded and, and has, maybe some sensitive or or company-oriented data that you want to make sure no one else is seeing as you're sending.
0: Yeah, well, especially if you're going to be, if the system is sort of automatically moving you from um, one of the carriers to a public Wi-Fi, obviously that's one of the most vulnerable places you can be if you're, you know, moving data back and forth over a public Wi-Fi that does not have some sort of encryption or VPN or security. So I can understand why, you know, Google would want to build that in and make it part of the, you know, the whole package. Uh, question for you is, I mean, obviously this is something that I presume works with Google's phones, the Pixel phones, uh, probably works very well with Android phones. How does it work, you know, with an iPhone? If I, if I really wanted to take a look at this and consider jumping from uh, AT&T, my current carrier, to, to Google Fi, is that doable? Am I going to miss out on something because I've got an iPhone or, you know, how does that, how does that work?
1: Yeah, well, you certainly could, but you will miss out on a lot of the kind of distinctive PHY features. And the same is true for, for some Android phones, too, believe it or not. Okay. It works perfectly across the board with the Pixel phones and with some of the older Nexus phones. And then Google has a handful of uh, of other Android devices that have basically been built with Fi in mind because not all phones can handle that network switching. It, it's, it's an unusual kind of thing, and they have to have certain technology to do it. So if you don't get kind of one of these pre-approved FI compatible phones, whether it's a random Android phone or an iPhone, you can still use FI, but you'll basically just be using T-Mobile all the time uh, in the United States. You won't be switching. You won't get that automatic Wi-Fi connectivity. uh, And so you won't get that always on VPN function either. It'll just kind of work as an alternate T-Mobile carrier. Uh, You will get the same pricing, that $10 per gigabyte uh, rate and the $20 flat fee thing. And you will get the free international roaming or fee-free international roaming, I should say. But yeah, you won't get the whole network switching and all that. And the funny thing is, that's actually been something you could do forever. Google just started promoting it and and really making a big deal about it and supporting it last year when they changed the name from Project Fi to Google Fi. But that's always something you've been able to do. I've taken a Phi SIM and put it in any number of phones over the years, and it's always worked. But yeah, now Google does officially say that's an option and and encourage people to do that.
0: I wonder, you know, if it would, you know, and I, I I've noticed the. Uh the way the the billing is done that basically you don't have to sign a contract to do this you can sort of sign up you kind of prepay for the month ahead right and then you're not locked in so you could try it out if you wanted to uh... find out you know again if i'm on an iphone and i'm basically using t mobile in the states here i'd need to see if the coverage that i want or need in the area that i'm in you know if if t-mobile's there and that you know the speeds and the uh, connectivity that i expect is going to work. But at least you're not committed to something beyond one month. So you could try it out, find out if it works, and then, you know, either stick with it or cut your losses.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's no contract and you're just paying one month ahead. Uh, And then the way it works is you prepay for the month and then any, like, so you would say, I want to have one gigabyte of mobile data. And then if you don't use that, you get that credit back the next month. But, But still, you're not committed. You could easily give it a whirl and, you know, you're out 30, 40 bucks at most if it doesn't work out. But yeah, when people are evaluating it, what I always suggest is looking at the networks. Because that's really the question is just what the network coverage is gonna be for you. So if you're on an iPhone or a, a non-official Fi phone, then yeah, you're looking at T-Mobile and what the coverage is like, where you are, where you travel, where you work. Uh, and if you are using a phone that that has the full Fi support, then you, know, you can broaden that a little bit and say, in all the places where maybe you live in Chicago but travel to New York City, every few weeks for work. So you look at the places you tend to be and between Sprint and, and T-Mobile and then also US Cellular, does at least one of those have pretty good coverage in, in everywhere you're gonna be? And if so, then you know it'll probably work out for you as long as you just ha- kind of have to do the math and see how much data you tend to use each month and what that's going to cost you on Fi compared to what you're paying now but for
0: people who use low data it can work out pretty nicely time to break out the uh, the green eye shade in a calculator i guess Um, yeah yeah so it's in the states it's t-mobile us cellular and what's the third uh, carrier do you remember the T-Mobile, Sprint, and U.S. Sprint. Cellular are okay. the three right now. And yeah. Have we heard anything at all yet? And I'm going to presume the answer is no, but I'm going to ask anyway because I don't know. Uh, anything about uh, 5G coverage down the road? Is that, that That's going to depend on the underlying carriers, I would presume, before anything like Google 5 would see something like that, right?
1: I think it will all come down to the carriers and then, of course, device-specific support. I mean, it, it, we'll have to wait till there are enough phones that really support it and enough coverage widely that it that it's kind of relevant and, and matters. I, I would imagine it's just a matter of time till FI does support it as the carriers and phones do. But yeah, nothing, I don't think anything officially has been said on that front.
0: Right. Well, and as you say, that's going to depend on the hardware and uh, the networks too. So maybe we'll find out yeah. a little bit more with with Mobile World Congress coming up uh, in a month, month and a half. I'm maybe we'll hear more. I'm sure we'll hear more about five G. I don't know whether we'll hear any more about Google Fi and five G. Um, okay. Any other anything? Any other areas of Google Fi that I that I haven't hit on that we should mention before I let you go? Well,
1: there are a couple of neat little random perks. Nothing that's going to convince you to use it, but just when you're there, little uh, don't try extra. Try me. You features. never know. Yeah, you never do. This was something I I wrote a story on computerworld.com Just a month or two ago about this little handy hidden features that that are there little extra bonuses So one is effective number blocking you can usually do this on Android at least you can do it in the phone app You can block a number and uh, But what happens there is if somebody calls you they go straight to your voicemail and it doesn't ring your phone But you'll still get the message. They still think they're reaching you and so you don't quite cut the cord if you've got somebody who's really bothering you for whatever reason, a telemarketer, a former stalker interest of some something. sort, stalker, <laughs> <Yeah>. well, pretend- <laughs> editor you don't want to hear from. You know, hey, hey wait a minute be. now. You
0: always want the <laughs> editor to get through, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You, you do. Uh,
1: so you can block their number directly in FI and what happens then is the person calling will just hear a message that sounds like, you know, one of those old operator messages that this number has been disconnected or is no longer in service. So you, you pretty much just shut the door to them. I mean, of course, they could still Message on Facebook course, or on yeah. uh, you know slack or whatever else they have access to but as far as your cell number They won't any text won't reach you and if they try to call you It'll just seem like that's no longer your number okay. Which is a nice little option to have if the need ever comes up yep. and then the other one uh, Which is something that I actually use is a built-in call forwarding feature so you could tell Phi, Anytime someone calls my my number, my main cell phone number, I want it to ring not only my cell phone, but also the Internet based, uh, you know, landline that's in my home office or maybe my my office line at work or whatever the case is. And then your phone will quite literally just ring on both those places and you can pick it up either way. You know, sometimes if I'm sitting here, I've got a a phone, Internet based line on my desk and it's just easier, more convenient, more comfortable to talk on that, you know, regular old landline style phone uh, mm-hmm. than it is on a cell phone. It also doesn't run down your battery. It, you know, it doesn't tie up your phone if you want to do other things on your phone at the same time. It's just a neat little feature to have. Or if you're going to be traveling anywhere else, you could have your calls forward to it, you know, whatever number you want. And a nice little option to have there. Uh, I think those are, I I would say again, like little things. I think that the no fees and the no contracts are probably what'll impact people more often, but you never know when you're gonna to need to block a number or when you want it to
0: your your number to
1: ring in, a, in an additional place.
0: <laughs> exactly. When you're trying to avoid that editor who's who's yelling at you for something like something a <laughs> right. deadline or whatever, that's the way to do it. Okay. That's yeah. that's really helpful though, because I like I say I you know I've seen Google Fi, I've seen your pieces obviously about Project Fi and then Google Fi. This news came out yesterday or, or you know in the last few days after CES about some additions to Google Fi and I thought it'd be a good chance given a lot of attention right now on network works and 5G and what's going on, just to get a better sense for what what Google Fi is, what it does, and how it works, Uh, all of which I think I I understand much better now. So uh, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll do it again sometime soon. Definitely. Thanks a lot. For now, on Google Fi and the future, that's a wrap.